interesting angle from a high school kid perspective as well that I think we should go through because, I mean, think about it, right? High school kids view themselves largely as invincible. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably fine, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of, like, a lot of our conversations are much more around, yeah, that's probably true. But you've got, so that means you've got a bigger responsibility, you know, to help your grandparents. You've got a bigger responsibility to make sure that, you know, if you're sick or if you're, that you've got a bigger responsibility since you're likely to be asymptomatic not to expose others. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama's Uncut podcast. These episodes are basically, we're going to take stories from the internet that have to do with parenting and dive a little bit deeper into them through the eyes of real life parents. No, this podcast isn't just for people who are already moms and dads, but we also want this podcast to be for people who hope to one day start a family, because what better to see what your future may look like than through the eyes of the people who've been there, done that. My name is Sarah Pallone. I'm the managing editor here at Mama's Uncut, and no, I'm not a mom yet, but I'm going to be asking questions to these three women who are back with us again today. Hey guys, do you want to introduce yourselves again? My name's Lisa Marino, this is George, uh, and I am the mom of two high school kids, so that's what we'll be talking about today as it relates to coronavirus. Hey everyone, my name is Ashley Linton, I am a mom of four. Hi, I'm Brianna. I am a mom of two boys. Awesome. So just like Lisa said, we are going to be talking about coronavirus and how it's affecting our families. So as we all know, we're in unprecedented times. Uh, Things are being shut down. Almost all of the schools in America are being shut down, which means our kids are home with their parents. So let's talk about that a little bit. So my first question is pretty general. Um, how are you explaining this situation to your kids? Because I know, I mean, even as adults, we haven't been involved in anything like this before either. So we're kind of learning as we go, but what is the easiest way to kind of show your kids how serious this is without kind of sending them into a panic? Uh, well, I'll go first. So I happen to live in the San Francisco Bay area, which has some of the more severe restrictions in terms of people engagement, travel, ability to go outside of anywhere in the country. And, you know, the kids have seen this evolve over the last two weeks that we made jokes about, right, with funny memes and a variety of other things, to something where we need to talk seriously about what their responsibility is. And, yes, they're in high school, which means... They're in one of the more you know, safe demographics. They also suffer from what many high school kids suffer from, which is this sense of invincibility. And the combination of the two <laughs> means a lot of conversations, less around them getting sick, because I'm sure they'll be fine. It's more a function of what's their responsibility to support the community, to support the elderly, to support their grandparents, to do those things sure that they are not spreading it themselves because they're the most likely to be asymptomatic. And those that's those are our conversations because they get the science, they get they get the why. Um, I will admit in my house it's super crazy and it's a nice life for the Wi-Fi because they're in school on the video conferences and I'm working and like that's 
that plus food delivery is probably the biggest disruption about not being able to go outside. Other than that, though, it's just boring. And you got to suck it up and make it work. Right. So what about you, Ashley and Rhiannon? You guys have younger kids, so I think it's more like the explaining. Like, why can't I be with my friends? Why am I not in school? Right. Things like that. So, yeah, my kids are still super young, and they don't really, like, know the full effect of, like, the coronavirus yet, and I really don't want to freak them out because my daughter is a major drama queen. But if we, like, our town isn't very locked down right now, um, and there's not really cases near us, so if I do have to take them out, I just make sure they know, like, don't touch anything, and I have the Germex available, and I'm like, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and of course, the second I say don't touch your face, they act like their face is itching so bad. <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm trying to not, I guess, traumatize them with this, because they're already off to school and kind of, like, freaking out about that, so. Wait, so your kids are... Out of school yeah yeah. They, they, yeah they just got out of school um we got the word on monday and then yesterday i had to go pick up all their school work so now i'm basically homeschooling four kids so yeah it's gonna be great but, but actually talk about that though i think that's super relevant for all these parents who have not done this before i, I wouldn't know how to homeschool my kids and i, I have no idea what i'm doing and they're all <laughs> Like, my, I have a son in middle school, and sometimes when he brings homework home, I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I can't help you right now because <laughs> some of your math is beyond me. So, it's going to be a little crazy and chaotic to sit there with four kids every day in homeschool. So, we'll see how this goes. Well, do you have, like, a schedule for them or, like? It hasn't started yet. Um, their first day is on Thursday. So, I'm trying to set everything up now. I had to go pick up three laptops so I have four total laptops now for them all to sit there and get their work done because it's all online so Thursday the fun begins wow. yeah no kidding how much free time you know when it comes to online schooling it can be a little different than being in the actual classroom so how much of their day is taken up with the online schooling and then how much of the day do you have to get creative and be like okay we're going to have arts and crafts time or we're going to do like a little bit of PE, whether that be like yoga or a Zumba class on YouTube, things like that. Well, yes. Oh, sorry. Go, <laughs> I was going to say, so we just started on Monday um, homeschooling. So I have my middle schooler who, you know, is pretty self-sufficient. So I'm trusting him that he's, you know, doing all the work that he's supposed to be doing. Um, and then I have my five-year-old in kindergarten. That's been really interesting. <laughs> like all the teachers have videos that they're doing and doing the homework there. Um, but we are finishing um, things pretty quickly and have downtime. So we're trying to just keep in mind, like kids are social beings by nature. So the fact that they're not around all their friends, really difficult on them. Um, especially for my five-year-old who doesn't have a cell phone to like call his friends. Um, so trying to just keep fun activities, but also keep in mind there's like a, a sense of like unknown and it's kind of, it's scary. Like, you know, their dad just lost his job, so he's unemployed. So like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. So they're, they feel what we're feeling you know, a lot more than I think we give them credit for. So just trying to keep in mind, like, you know what, if you don't finish that coloring sheet, like, you're fine. <laughs> like, you're five. 
I mean, life will go on. We'll go take a walk instead. So I was trying to be open-minded about that. Uh, so, so my kids actually have class every day. Um, they go from 8.15, well, it's at home, but they go their normal hours from 8.15 to 3.15, and they have their normal schedule. Everything is basically a Zoom conference, and they've got rules around, you know, you have to be showered, you can't be in your pajamas, you've got to be dressed, like you're at school, but you're not, and uh, same you know, level of homework, and then there's certain rules around etiquette in terms of how you can ask questions and how you engage in a group that's not a big conference call. So they've been, um, the teachers have been preparing for that for them for the last couple of days, and they mainly shut down the school to make sure that the older teachers were protected from anyone who got the virus. But yeah, it's business as usual for them. They have class and I don't gotta teach it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is nice. I mean, that's kind of like I think a lesson that I need to teach myself. I mean, we all work from home, so for me, I I've fell into this habit of like literally waking up. My laptop is on my nightstand next to me. I just pull over my laptop and I'm in bed for the next seven hours. Uh, okay. <laughs> I need to start doing like I need to get up. I need to shower. I need to get dressed. So I feel like a productive person. <laughs> I do not do that. I should though. Um, <laughs> What are some, so I think one of the, the news stories that caught my eye the most, and I, I think it goes with what you were saying, Lisa, about high school kids, um, whether they're Gen Z or millennials, not really taking this seriously because it doesn't affect younger human beings as much as it does affect the older human beings. And the images that we're getting from Florida of college students still going on spring break and extending their spring break and these packed beaches. So I guess what is my advice? Like, what do you think we need to be saying to these kids in order to get it through their heads that this isn't about you? It's about helping your neighbors. It's about being selfless and thinking of other people during this time. Yeah, look, I mean, that, you know, we talked last week about the two rules in our house, which is respect and good grades, right? A huge component of respect is this element of, it's a we game, it's not a me game. And I'm glad to see that the conversation at the federal government level has begun switching to that because I think it's going to tone down the panic that we've seen in a variety of places, particularly where I live, in terms of hoarding and some other really unusual behaviors. Uh, you've also seen local officials be very, very proactive in shutting things down to make sure that the community spread has been reduced and you know it, being transparent about those things especially with, you know gen z millennials I, I don't know what else you can do other than give them the information and you know hopefully that instills a sense of accountability that this is much bigger than that And I think um, what I've been having a lot of conversations with my 13-year-old about is um, he actually brought it up to me that he was worried about, like, small businesses. He was like, how are they going to survive? And I was like, that's really thoughtful that you're thinking, you know, about that because that this will, you know, bankrupt people and they'll lose their livelihood. 
Um, so we've been starting to think of ways to kind of like help with that, like buying gift cards to places that you would normally go to after this is over, like your hair salon or like, you know, just uh, your tailor, anybody that you know you'll use once life returns to normal. That could, if people do that on a large scale, it could make the difference between them losing their, you know, their livelihoods or not. So we've been talking about some of that, not only like, we're staying inside to keep other people safe, but also what can we do to help other people doing diaper drives or things like that for nonprofits that need it. So oh, kind of that angle too. Absolutely. I think the most important thing, at least out where we live, are the food banks. Um, you know, I live in Oakland, so there's a lot of a lot of young kids and young families who are on the school food programs, right? And making sure that those are intact and making sure that these children are fed and these families can get through this because we're also economically speaking one of those hard hit in terms of their livelihood and their jobs and you know contributing and volunteering into the community even whether it's dollars or whether it's you know time packing lunches and, and things like that for the to-go stations that are set up around town like that's a big piece of, of how everybody gets through this kind of pull in like the sports aspect of it and the celebrity aspect of it um you know so many things have been shut down you know when it comes to boredom there's not even sports to watch on tv yeah you can watch reruns but um i think it's really important how proactive they're being as well like openly talking about the fact that look i'm a millionaire i can go fly to any you know island that i want to but no i'm not doing that because i need to be in self-isolation um, I think one of Donovan Mitchell's story from Utah Jazz, he was like, I didn't have symptoms. I would have had no idea that I had coronavirus if my teammate didn't have it and I got tested for it. So, you know, to the point of being like asymptomatic. But he would have had no reason to be tested, right? Like, because he's completely asymptomatic. Right, exactly. And if it wasn't for, you know, his teammate having symptoms and it just being proactive to um, – test them and he would have never known and he could have therefore spread it to a bunch of other people without even realizing it. And um, I, I, I applaud them for kind of, you know, being truthful and owning up to the fact that, you know, this is what we need to do. It's, it's, it might be boring. It might not make sense, but um, it's like in the best interest of the community. I think um, the biggest thing, too, is just to keep in mind, like, to be patient with yourself as a mom. Like, this, we've never experienced anything like this, and we don't know how long it's going to, you know, go on for realistically. So just, you know, take a deep breath, like, whatever you need to do to self-care, like, try to do it. Be patient with your kids because they don't know what's going on either, and just, you know, we'll get through it. Yeah. I need to be patient with my dog. This <laughs> <laughs> podcast going to get a little bit noisy for the next couple of months because so many people are going to be in the homes and stuff like that. Um, but thank you all so much for sharing uh, kind of what you guys are going through and, you know, letting other parents know that they're not alone in what's going on and sharing ways that, you know, they can help explain this to their kids. Uh, if you guys want to see a visual aspect of this podcast, please go to our Facebook page and our Instagram page at mamas underscore uncut. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. <laughs>